Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Camille, The Steel Shadow, a biography from League of Legends, read to you by Prestige Edition. Clan Pharos understands sacrifice. Most of the family's wealth came through harvesting a rare crystal from the Brackern, a creature native to Shurima. These hex crystals, or first crystals, contained power normally only wielded by those born with innate magical ability. After Camille's great-great-aunt, Lost an arm during an early expedition, her sacrifice inspired the Pharos family motto, For family will I give. The Brackern were a limited resource, and Camille's family had to augment the crystals that accumulated. Utilizing shadow investments in Chemtech and Runic Alchemy, they developed less powerful, but easier to make, synthetic hex crystals. Yet there were consequences. Synthetic crystal manufacturing has long been rumored to heavily contribute to the Zon Grey. Furthermore, it was only through espionage, intimidation, and murder that Clan Pharos held its monopoly on this priceless commodity, and ensured its uninterrupted production in Zon. Maintaining the family's place in Piltover's illustrious Blue Wind Court. As the eldest surviving child of Clan Ferris's masters, Camille received every educational advantage. She had exceptional tutors, learned to speak several foreign languages, and play the cellovina at a concert master level. Camille also learned to read and write ancient Shuriman while assisting her father on digs in the Odin Valley. Traditionally, one of the younger children would become their family's principal intelligencer, working with the clan master to secure their family's success by any means necessary. However, Camille's younger brother, Stephen, had a weak constitution and so Camille took his place. He jealously watched her embrace her additional training, and she became quite adept in combat, reconnaissance, and interrogation. When Camille was 25, augmented Zonite thugs attacked her and her father, intent on stealing lucrative trade secrets. Camille's father succumbed to his wounds and in anguish, her mother died soon after. Stephen became clan master, and he doubled the clan's research in human hextech augmentation, eager to prove himself as a strong leader. 
after a year of mourning, Stephen oversaw the induction of Hakim Naderi, a promising young crystallographer from the Shuriman coastal city of Belzoon, as the family's lead artificer. Camille requested Hextech augmentation from Hakim to push her beyond her human limitations. Hakim was instantly enamored with her, and they bonded over the preparations and late-night stories of Shurima. And eventually, Camille returned Hakim's feelings. Their affair grew reckless as they knew the surgery would conclude their time together. Hakim would move on to other projects, and Camille would once again be fully committed to the principal intelligencer's duties. More than that, Hakim worried that in carving away Camille's heart, he might remove her humanity. Days before Camille's operation, Hakim proposed marriage and begged her to run away with him. For the first time in her life, Camille was torn. Stephen had no such conflict, as he needed Camille to execute his vision. When he learned of the secret proposal, he devised a plan. The next time Camille and Hakim were together, Stephen set himself up to be attacked. When she saw her brother bruised and bloodied, Camille recognized what could happen when her attention was divided. Hakim pleaded with Camille, but she wouldn't listen. For family, she would give. She ended her relationship with Hakim, insisting her surgery go forward. He was the only one who could safely perform the operation, and so he excised Camille's heart and replaced it with Hextech, then resigned. When she awoke, the lab she and Hakim had shared was abandoned. Camille focused on her work. She took on further refinements, including bladed legs, grapple-spindled hips, and other minor hex augmentations, leading some to wonder how much of the woman was left. And as Clan Pharos amassed more power and wealth, Camille's missions became darker and more deadly. Thanks to her Hextech heart, she did not age, but the years were not so kind to her brother. Yet even as Stephen's body grew more frail, his iron grip on the clan remained. Eventually, Camille uncovered the depth of Stephen's betrayal and realized his machinations were no longer in the family's best interests. In that moment, she discarded the last sentiment she felt toward her brother. After installing her favorite grandniece as clan master, Camille now runs the family's public affairs as well as its more shady operations. As a solver of difficult problems, she embraces her more-than-human transformation and the cutting judgment it affords her. But a strange, mournful keening in her Hextech heart may yet prove a troubling portent. Regardless, 
Camille refuses to sit idle, and gains invigoration from well-executed industrial espionage, a fresh brewed cup of tea, and long walks in the gray. Thanks for listening. All credit for these stories goes to Riot Games and League of Legends. Full details can be found in the video description. If you enjoyed this production, please hit like and subscribe. There's a lot more coming.